continue on in this study, uh, in this preaching that I've been doing here in, in this series entitled Lift. Amen. The power of encouragement. Lift. Amen. Last week, I told you to lift your what? Lift your voice. And hopefully, amen, when you lifted your voice in worship today, amen, that you have experienced something. Amen. And so I want to continue on in this study. If you have your Bible, open your Bible to the book of Psalm. I'm going back to the Psalm, y'all. Amen. Psalm 63. Beautiful passage of scripture. Beautiful passage of scripture. I, 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 I'm amazed. Um, I want to know God like David knew God. You know, I really want to know God like that. Um, I want to have an intimate relationship. How many want an intimate relationship with God? How many want to know him like really know him? Amen. Uh, David knew God. And what I want to show you today is that no matter what you're going through in your life today, if you pursue the right thing, the right thing, God, if you yearn for God, come on somebody, if, if, you, if you pursue God and not promote the problem, you will be transformed in the midst of whatever you're going through. Amen? Amen. David says here in Psalm 63, he's on the run again, but he finds himself in the wilderness of Judah. Amen. He had been hiding out for a little while, and Saul found out where he was. And so we find ourselves, David, writing this psalm on the run. Tell your neighbor he's on the run. I'm running, I'm running. Amen. Look what he says in Psalm 63, verse 1. He says, O God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you <laughs> in a dry and weary land where there's no water. Thus, I have seen you, tell your neighbor, in the house of God, in the sanct. What, what have you seen today? I have seen you in the sanctuary. I see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. Tell your neighbor, I will lift up my hands in your name. I want to talk about this morning, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Last week I talked about lift your voice. Today, tell your neighbor, lift your hands. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Lord have mercy. I'm talking about lift. I'm not, not, I'm not talking to the law man. I'm talking about to God. Lift your, come on somebody and lift your hands to a mighty and holy God. Hallelujah to his holy name. Father, we have a praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Lift your hands. Hallelujah to his holy name. Have you ever been in the wilderness of life? Amen. Have you ever been... In what's called the dry season. The season where it seems like everything that can go wrong, come on, goes wrong. No joy, no peace, no breaks, 
one issue after the next issue. Constantly, and it seems as if that it would never end. It's amazing because I believe that life has seasons. I was at the gym this week and I was talking to a friend of mine. They are from Alaska. And they said to me that in the summers, the sun does not go down till midnight. That's cool. Amen. But when it's your life, And the sun just won't, come on somebody. The sun just won't go down. The heat is on. Come on somebody. The the situations around you, it seems like you are in a wilderness where there's no water. Come on somebody. There's no relief. Come on somebody. And all you could do is stop and throw your hands up. Have you ever threw your hands up before? Have you ever thrown your hands up to the point where you're like, man, I'm done. I'm finished. Amen. I'm not taking this no more. Oftentimes, the throwing up of your hands has different meanings. Amen. Some do it when they give up. Some do it when they're frustrated. Some do it when they're celebrating. I want you to know that lifting up your hands in the Bible is very symbolic. Amen. The Bible says, talks about the hands. The the word hand is mentioned over 500 times in the Bible. And Psalm 90 says, you don't have to go there, but Psalm 90 says, Lord, establish the work of my hands. Proverbs 3, 1 says, there's the fruit of your hands. Acts 19.11 says, And God did extraordinary miracles by the hands, come on somebody, of Paul. Hands can also carry blood. 1 Timothy 2.8 says that I desire that in every place that men should pray lifting up. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Holy hands. I don't know how much blood you got on your hands today. I don't know what you're carrying in your hands today. But I want to tell you that culturally and in this time, the people understood that every time they approached the house of God, that every time they came into God's presence, they would throw up their hands. I don't know about you this morning. I don't know what season you're in this morning. Come on, somebody. But I can tell you that no matter what it looks like this morning, you don't have to throw your hands up in frustration. You don't have to throw your hands up in disgust. You can throw your hands up and turn your disgust into something desirable where you can say, God, I lift my hands to you, God, and I worship you because I realize that first of all, I can't do anything with what's in my hands right now. Do you not know that if you take your little out of your hands and you put it in God's hands, God has a way of taking your toughest situations. God has a way of taking your little issues and he can turn it, amen, into something that's going to work out for your good. Do I have anybody? See, we serve a God that's powerful. David found himself on the run, as I said earlier. Can you imagine that you have been anointed for a particular work, but yet not appointed? And I believe that some of us are like that. We are trying to figure out what is it that God has, oh, come on, for me next. You know that you have been anointed. You know that you just have not found the place yet where God wants you. But I want to tell somebody this morning, you got to hold on just a little while longer. Because there's still some things that God is trying to change in your life to bring you to a place where you will give him glory. The reason we don't quit 
is because we understand that in God's time, amen, he will turn things around for our good. Do I have anybody? Let me tell you, David had camped out with Abimelech. Abimelech was a priest. And Saul, and listen, Saul found out that Abimelech had, had housed him and took care of him. Saul got wind of this and went and killed Abimelech, his family, and 82 other prophets the same day. In other words, anybody that was connected to David, they would die. Saul was on a seek, search, and destroy mission. And if you know anything about having enemies, come on somebody. You, you'll know your enemies will go to all kinds of lengths to try to destroy you. If they can't get to you, they're going to get to your If they can't get to your family, they're going to get to your friends. If they can't get to your friends, they're going to show up at the job. Do I have anybody? Amen. But David's, listen, David now in this psalm, he's living on the run. Right? And he's in the wilderness now. He has no food. He has no water. Come on, somebody. He's in a situation that you and I find ourselves in every now and then. Amen. We're all by ourselves. Do I have anybody here this morning? Amen. That you've been there all by your... Come on, somebody. You've tried to call friends, but they turned their... Listen, you've asked your family, but guess what they did? They turned their backs on you. Come on, somebody. You, you've been reaching out to folk who owe you money. Come on, somebody. They borrowed it from you, but guess what? You can't find them no more. You tried to go into all your resources. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But in this psalm, David expresses deep emotion, but his emotion really tripped me out because everybody that was connected to him died. And yet, look what he says. He says, oh God, you are my God. That's not what I would be saying. Especially if I'm for God and I have not done anything to any. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Listen, after he learned about the death of Abimelech and his whole family, he says, oh, God, you are what? My God. Oh, God. Oh, God expresses deep emotion that David felt. He says, have you ever been there where you just cried out? Oh, God, I just don't know. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Oh, God, it feels dark. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Look what he says. He says, oh God, you are my God. Watch this. I shall seek you earnestly. Watch this now. Watch this now. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirst for what? For you. My flesh yearns for you. In a dry and weary land where there's no water. You see it? You feel it? You, you see the expression that he had? But listen, he says, God, I'm on the run. I'm in a weary land. I'm in the wilderness. But rather than complain about his circumstance, he started to seek for God. And I want to tell somebody something. If you're going to lift your hands, the first thing you got to do is you got to make it what? Personal. My hands raising this morning was not about you. I'm going to say it one more time. My hands raising today was not about you. It was about the God that I serve. Because I understand something. 
The, the God that he cried out to was a God that he knew. And he had a personal relationship with, can I ask you, why do you lift your hands on Sunday? And if you lift your hands today, it had to come from a place of saying, God, I know you. And I realize that I can't carry this stuff no more. You got to make it personal. See, see, here's the thing. He lifted his hands, not in frustration, but in love. Four times in this verse, he says, look what he says. He says, you, 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 and you. What does that tell you? The emphasis in that, in that verse is God. How many of you may be in the wilderness right now? You're not focused on God. You're focused on the wilderness. You're not focused, hallelujah, on what God can do. You're focused on what you're trying to do. But I dare you this morning. Amen. To make it personal. I'm talking about when you come into worship. When you come, amen. When you leave here and you get in your car and you think about you have your right mind. You, hey, hey, hey. You've been through a lot. And guess what? You can lift your hands this morning. You can make, listen, this right here is personal. It's between me and God. Because when I think back over my life. The only one that can satisfy his thirst for revenge, remorse, and resentment was God. See, because David wanted to go after Saul. But here's the thing. David left that to God. David says, I should not touch God's When he had a chance to kill him, he didn't kill him. But David understood something, and I'm trying to help somebody with something here today. You need to leave that stuff alone and just lift your hands. You need to stop calling people. You need to stop bothering people. You need to stop trying to make things happen with your own hands. I'm talking about that second job that you're trying to get. I'm talking about, yeah, 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 that stuff that's going to take you away from the kingdom of God. And you got to learn how to rely on God. you got to make this thing personal between you and God. God, I'm going to make this thing personal today. I'm going to seek after you. I know my condition looks bad. I know my exterior looks bad. I know things don't look right right now. But oh God, my God, I shall seek you what? Earnestly. God, my soul thirsts for you. Do I have anybody here this morning that has a thirst on the inside? And I'm talking about a thirst, amen, that God can quench. Amen. Sprite can't do that for you. Coca-Cola can't do it, and sweet tea can't do it for you. But I want to tell somebody this morning, he says, my flesh yearns for you. Where? In a dry and where? Tells you where he is. Look at his condition. He says it's dry, it's weary, and there's no water. In other words, there's no satisfaction for his situation. Do I have anybody? But David made it what? Personal. Tell your neighbor, you got to make it personal. Can I tell you something? When you feel like you can't remember, you can, you can, you can, you know what you can do? You can lift your hands as a reminder that I let that person go a long time ago. Come on, somebody. I let that situation, listen, I left that wilderness behind me because I'm making it personal because I have a powerful God who is able to do exceedingly High, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. I'm trying to help myself. I'm feeling good this morning. Amen. Because when I'm talking about making it personal, y'all, I'm talking about what has God done for you? Come on, somebody. Do I have anybody in here this morning that you remember what God... Now, come on now. Don't get so saved where you get so quiet where you can't lift your voice and lift your hands at the same time. Amen. The wilderness looks bad, but the God we serve, he's a personal God. David said, David said, man, I'm going to make this thing personal. You know what? I'm not going to make it personal between me and my enemies. I'm going to make it personal between me and my God.
And the reason I can do that is because I have a track record. Remember when I went up against Goliath? God, I wish I had somebody. They tried to put on Saul's armor on me. And I stood before that giant and I took that slingshot. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I dropped that, I dropped that, that giant, amen, with one stone. Do I have anybody? See, I'm making it personal. You got to go back sometimes and remember some of the giants. Come on, somebody. Remember some of the wilderness experiences you've had. And you got to say, God, I'm going to lift every time I lift my hands from today on. I'm going to make it personal, God, because my hands lifted up, says God, that I remember what you have done for me. Do I have anybody this morning? That understands what I'm talking about. Do I, ha- do I have anybody in here that has had a personal experience with God? Do I have anybody in here who's had a personal experience with Jesus Christ? And I'm talking about you, you ran into him. Amen. Right on time. Do I have anybody? He says, my soul thirsts for me, for you. My flesh, I can't leave it alone, yearns. My flesh, what? Yearns for who? For you. Where, though? In a jacked up place. It's amazing where you'll find God. It's amazing where you'll run into God. Rather than talking about the problem, y'all, let's focus on who? God, look what he says in verse two. He says, thus, now this, now this is something you got to check right here now. See, I'm trying to help somebody. He says, thus, I have what? Mm, see why I say you got to make it personal? Reason you got to make it personal because you got to remember what you knew. You got to remember this. Watch this now. Some people are trying to, to get to God without the church. Uh huh. Some people believe they can sit and watch TV and not come to church. The day that you decide not to show up, that was the day God was going to show up. Watch this for you. Uh, I just, I just, I just said something. Listen, the day that you decided you weren't going to show up, that's the day that He showed up. And you missed him. Come here, Doubting Thomas. The reason why he didn't get it the first time, because he wasn't there at the first meeting when Jesus showed up. (laughs) Y'all in the Bible with me now? Amen. So watch this. He said, I've seen you where? Where do you see God? In the sanctuary. But not only did I see him in the sanctuary, but look what he says. He says, to see your what? Your power and your what? Glory. Do I have anybody? The power by which God led his people. The glory that shows you how splendorous he is. How rich he is. How wonderful he is. David said, I rem- listen, I'm feeding on the last time I went to church. Do you know how long I've been? It had been over 20 years or 10 years since he had been back in the temple. And he was still riding on the fact that when he went to church, come on somebody, I don't know who you came here to see. I hope it ain't me. But I I came here. Ah, amen. I've seen God. Do I have anybody here today? I've seen his power. Do I have anybody? Remember everything you know about God. And and not not only when you lift your hands, but you make it personal. But the next thing you got to do is you got to make it a priority. In other words, you got to be faithful in your lifting of your hands. Do you remember his power when he saved you? Do you remember when he picked you up? Uh, Do you remember when he turned you around? Do you remember when he changed your life? Do do you remember how good, hallelujah, to his holy name? I remember, hallelujah, about 20 years ago at 6806 Cadillac Street. 
hallelujah to his holy name in Houston, Texas 77021 I walked into that little church on Cadillac Street and I walked in and lo and behold I saw God I seen his power and I lifted my hands and I said God come into my heart be my Lord and be my Savior. That's what I'm talking about. See, we're so focused on what we don't have that we don't appreciate the things that we do have. And when I come to church, I came here this morning so that I could see his power. Do I have anybody here this morning that you've seen the power of God? You've seen his glory. You've seen how wonderful a God he is. See, I came here on purpose this morning, but I'm going to make lifting my hands from today on a priority. Touch your neighbor and say, make it a priority. A priority not only to lift my hands, but to see the power of God. Anybody sick in here this morning, God can heal you. Anybody here broke this morning, he can fill your bank account. Anybody depressed this morning, he can give you a fixer-upper. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody that understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the power of God. I'm talking about seeing God's power in the sanctuary. Not in the wilderness. See, not in the wilderness, but where? In the south. See, here's the thing. When you leave here today, you got to leave here with the image in your mind. I heard the preacher preaching. I heard the word of God. Hallelujah to his holy name. And God, I've seen you face to face. I've experienced your power in the house of God. David said, I've seen you. Can I ask you a question? Where did he see you? Did he see you at the nightclub last night? Did he see you at the liquor store? Or did he see you at the weed man house? Where did he see you? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying to see. I said I wasn't going to go there today. I promise you I said I wasn't, I was going to be good today. I really did say I was going to be. Listen, you ever know if you, you walk right in the liquor store, right? And the lady behind the counter, she, she was at the last church you were at. Hmm. Talking about preserving your testimony. God's got a sense of humor sometimes. I'm trying to look. Uh-huh. You go try to be at somebody else's house but your house. And you're going to run into somebody. Wasn't you just in church singing Sunday? Let, let me ask, why did you come here today? So we got to come here to see who? Come on, somebody. We got to come here to see who? Oh, Lord, I'm almost over time here. Hold on. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Who did you come to see? He says, I came and I saw. What did I see? I see you. But not only did I see you, but have you seen his glory? See, when you see his glory, you could do this. See, when you see his glory, you can lift your hands this morning. The choir doesn't have to sing that hard. See, I'm just saying, if we are some blood-bought, redeemed, delivered, X this... X that, I ain't going to call that now. We got kids in there. X this and this and that and this and that, 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 Guess what? We should be lifting our hands and our voices at the same time. I've seen God. He says, I've seen you. The sanctuary. David met God in church and he went out and see what you see in here, take it with you when you leave. (laughs) 
Every time you lift your hands, use it as a signal. Watch this. That I've seen God. I've seen his glory. Somebody right now, God is healing you right now. God is delivering you right now. God is setting you free. Oh, you don't want to believe that. He, listen, you've got to have enough faith to experience that. You hear what I'm saying? You've got to have the faith to understand that you're not going to be broke all your life. The God you serve can change your mind right now. You got to make it a priority that I'm not coming here to joke. I ain't coming here to laugh. I'm coming here to what? To lift him up. To lift my voice and to lift my hands. Those are the three things, watch this, that's necessary when you see God. How many of you seen them work? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all fooling me this morning. Y'all making me work. It's all right. I'm saying you've seen him work. I'm talking about you've seen him do some things. Come on, somebody. Make it a priority to lift him up. Look at verse 3 right here. Verse 3, he says, he said, because hmm, your loving kindness. Hmm, you, know, you know what that, you know, oh Lord. That word loving kindness has the idea of favor, mercy. He says, he says, God, your loving kindness. Can you imagine? Now watch this. He's in the desert. It's a weary, dark, dry, waterless place. But David is feeding on what? What he had experienced in what? Church. Come on, come on. He said, because your loving kindness is better than what? Life, my lips. Oh Lord Jesus. Do I do I do I do I need to say anything else? Hallelujah, thank you. D- David was not occupied. He did not occupy himself with God. He did not occupy himself with the wilderness. See, I think that's the key to deliverance. He occupied himself with God. What do you think we're doing this 40 days? I believe that the reason why we haven't seen a whole lot of hell this month is because we've been focusing on God. Come on, somebody. And David is helping us with something. The next time it gets hard in your life, don't focus on the wilderness. Focus on your God. Make it a priority to run into... Listen, we should, we should be filled. We should be at full capacity every week. Why? Because God is here. We've seen him work. How many have seen him work at the vision? You've seen miracles. We've seen God ha, heal the brokenhearted. We've seen God do miracles. Doesn't that make, doesn't that make sense? I'm not going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on who? God. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says now. He says, because your loving kindness, God. Amen. Is better than life. My lips. Tell your neighbor. He says. In other words. He took his problem. And turned it into praise. He did not praise the problem. He praised God who can handle the problem. How long you been going through? I'm just asking, how long have you been going through? Come on, somebody. The reason it hadn't left you yet is because you have not found out how to have joy in the midst of your pain because of the God that you have experienced here at the church. So not only the next thing is you got to make it lifting your hands a priority, but the next thing we got to do, we got to make it part of your what? Praise. Lifting your hands has to be part of your what? 
praise. The reason you want to make lifting your hands part of your praise, because here's five things. Number one, lifting your hands, it shows surrender. It's honor. It's release. Come on, somebody. It's reliance. It's reassuring. You ready? It's surrender. It's honor. It's release. It's reliance. It's reassurance. I'm sure of this very thing. That he who began a good work in me will in no wise finish it. I thank God today that that I can learn something from the psalmist. Nobody been through more hell than David. But I thank God today that I'm going to make lifting my hands a part of the package every Sunday. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to lift him up. But I'm going to lift my hands. And every time I lift my hands, I'm going to release the problem. Come on, somebody. I'm going to reconnect. Come on, tell your neighbor, reconnect. Reconnect with God. Come on, somebody. I'm going to show honor to him. Because all honor is due to the God who has kept you. Even when friends turned their backs on you. Family turned on you. God kept you in the midst of everything that you were going through. So I got a reason today. Hallelujah to his holy name. To lift my hands. I'm going to make it part of my praise. I'm not just going to come to church and sit here all cute and conservative. Because when you've had an encounter with God, it's absolutely impossible to just sit there. You know, like a little kid. You know, you tell a little kid to sit right there. You know, Jackson, I tell him to sit right there. And after a while, he starts squirming a little bit. See, because he starts thinking about all the things that he's about to miss. And every now and then, he gets a little itch on the inside. And all of a sudden, he just got to break out. And he got to praise. And you got to thank God for all that he's done for you and you and you. Because he's a good God. He's a mighty God. He's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. And I thank him today. Because when I think about, hey, 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 hallelujah, 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 praise has to be a priority in my life. Yeah, I'm happy today. I'm happy today because God has been good to me. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Yeah. 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 Woo. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him, y'all. Come on and praise him, y'all. Praise him. Praise him like you know. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. Lift him up. Hallelujah. God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been through 
an impossible situation. Lift your hands as a sign that you've given it to God. God, I give it to you, God. I give it to you, God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory.
Somebody needed that. Come on. Praise is what I do. Hallelujah. Praise is what I do. Lift your hands. The last point is make it a promise. The last point is make it a promise. That from now on, when you come to church, you're coming to see God. You're going to lift your hands. Make it a promise. He says, as long as I live. As long as I live. You know, when you go to the to the movies and you see a movie in 3D, they always give you glasses. If you try to go in the movie and watch the movie, Without the 3D glasses, you won't see what's going on. But when you put that 3D on, you move to another dimension. I wish I had somebody. It's the same thing with your praise. When you praise, you're putting on that them glad them 3D glasses because you're going to another dimension. Now let me say this. Y'all know I'm a bona fide teacher. I teach. That's what I do. But I was listening to God's spirit, the spirit of God telling me in this series, we needed this. We we needed some messages that would move our hearts to worship God. Because we we come before God sometimes very tense, intellectual and you know what I mean? And, 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 and our minds start straying elsewhere. And Listen, make it a promise that, that from, from Tuesday night to, to Sunday, next Sunday, I'm coming to see God, to worship Him. 
to lift him up, to lift my voice, to let him in. Come on, somebody. And to lift my hands. God, I promise you that I'm going to stay faithful to you. Anybody here today need prayer? Anybody here today, maybe you you haven't your praise. This is I get it, I get it, I get it, but I realize something. David was an emotional person. And as as intellectual as I am, I'm like, man, listen. I need I, I need to let I need to let some of this steam off. I I need to I, listen, I need to express how I feel. Come on, somebody. I need to express it. And, and how we express it is we lift our hands. How we express it, we lift our voice. How we express it when you stay at home, you can't fix the problem. That's the wilderness. But just, yeah, it's dry. It's waterless. It's weary. And it's weighing you down. But God says, you come into my house. I'll give you a little hope. I'll give you a little encouragement. Amen. Guess what? Guess what? You can rub shoulders with somebody who's breathing like you. You could see another human being and say, man, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You can go back to that wilderness if you want, but I want to tell you something. God is working on that wilderness. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you want to reconnect to God through worship, through commitment, God, I'm going to reconnect to you. You know what? I've just been going to church. That's what I've been doing. I've just been going. I've been listening to good speech, Pastor. Good speech, Pastor. I don't need that. I'm good. <laughs> I want to make sure that you see God. When you come in here, you got to see Him like I see Him. My soul yearns for you. Can you imagine the next time something happens to you, you focus on God and praise? rather than focus on the issue, what would happen? Why did he say, enter my gates with thanksgiving? And, and then he says, enter my... And sometimes when I come before God, I'm weighing God down. Now, I know I know the church is a hospital for sick people. I get all that. But I'm saying, God says, when you come before me, I listen, you can have a God encounter this morning with God himself. Not no fairy tale. Not no God that I imagine. I'm talking about the God of the Bible. David said, I've seen you in the sanctuary. Now, listen. I got a clue from now on. Where can I run into God? Right up in here. So guess what? I can stay at home and moan and complain and be mad. But I remember when it was good. When it was good, it was all good. But when it got bad, you forgot where you met him. But not David. David said, now I'm going to make a promise. As long as I live. I'm going to lift my hand. I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to anticipate that when I show up here, the next time I show up here, I'm going to run into God. Oh, hallelujah to his holy name. Hallelujah to his holy name. If you need prayer, if you need to be restored today, if you need to be restored back to a right relationship with Jesus Christ, you come today. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
first thing is you say you're a good person. I'll give you the good person test. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Have you ever stolen anything before? Yes. Have you ever looked on a woman or a man and lusted out? Yes, 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 yes. But you just said you're a good person. In God's eyes, you're not good. And that tells me that now you need a Savior. And if God comes back now and judges you for what you just admitted to being, a liar, a cheat, an adulterer at heart. All right. Amen. Where would you spend eternity? So God says today, you can come and accept my son, Jesus. I paid your fine. You can accept him into your heart today. You can be saved today. And if you want to be saved today, would you come today? Would you come? Would you come? I want to pray for you this morning. If you just need prayer, pass, I'm passing through. I need prayer. I need prayer. Amen. Amen. I need prayer this morning.